0: Welcome to Level 7.
1: A podcast about Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's a magical place. 229, Runaways, Season 1, Episode 5, Kingdom. Hello and welcome to Level 7. I'm Ben, Ben Avery. I'm one of the, the hosts of this show where we like to talk about the Marvel Cinematic Universe and all of the show's that are involved with that, and that means Runaways. So we are talking about Runaways, Episode 5. And when I say we, I mean me, and I also mean Evan. Hello, it's me. And Evan's wife, Shantae. Hey! So we are here to talk about Runaways, and Evan's wife is here because apparently she's watching and liking Runaways. Is that correct? Yes. So tell us about um. I mean, I think Evan already talked a little bit about your viewing of Runaways, because I believe he watched the first episode and then watched the second episode. And while we were recording about the first episode, you went ahead without him and watched the third episode. I did. What kind of spouse are you?
0: (laughs) Well, he does it to me all the time.
1: Well, if that's the uh, case, Evan, what kind of spouse are you? (laughs) Not a very good one, apparently. <laughs> yeah, that's why I actually we brought you on the show, Shantae, was so that we could have a, a marriage counseling session with the yes. you, the two of you and me as we talk about, you know, proper viewing habits. I mean, see, I okay. don't have this kind of problem in I my got, house, you know. I
2: I admit I got out of hand with watching the Gilmore Girls without you, Shantae, but I think I've been okay with the rest of the shows,
1: right?
0: I don't even get The Office.
1: Oh, yeah. I do watch The Office without you, but you it's. Have you seen it before, though, Shantae? I mean, as he's watching ahead, is it stuff you've already seen before?
0: Oh, absolutely not.
1: Oh. No, um, well, it's not. Sorry, Evan, I was I was trying to <laughs> stand in the gap for you. But, sir, you you have some things you need to do to rectify the situation. Uh, in the meantime, we should probably just talk about maybe runways. How's that sound? Sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> so, if you're just joining us, uh, maybe you're coming through the uh, the TV Time app or wh- whatever. Uh, you can follow our discussion of Runaways. We we started with episode one, and this is uh, we've done a, one episode per episode for Runaways uh, since then. So, you can join us there and uh, listen and listen as we make predictions that don't come true, and also <laughs> listen potentially as uh some predictions have come true like i believe Samantha in last episode made a prediction that certainly has come true about facehugger man which is what we call bad skin guy or, mm. or yeah she she called it on his identity so okay and that's good that's good <laughs> because i was getting worried that he was like the cult creator meaning he wrote the book and he was also uh, Leslie's father. That'd been Yeah, that was that was a problem. I mean, Fortunately, yes. the, the problem didn't, didn't pan out. <laughs> so, OK,
2: so are, are we in spoiler zone?
1: Yeah, we are, because our spoiler policy is in our episodes. We talk about the episode in full and we talk about everything in the MCU that has appeared on screen that we have talked about on microphone. So that means we won't be talking about Defenders or Punisher which is fine because this is Runaways and it's completely unrelated. And in fact, there's something from this episode that just might have pushed this out of the MCU. That's right, because I doubt
2: Samantha correctly guessed that the guy's identity was Dr. Doom.
1: That is not what I was going to talk about, but yeah. I mean, that's... <laughs> <laughs> we opened up this episode 18 years ago. Jeffrey's in jail. He's meeting with a lawyer, but it turns out it's not his lawyer that is coming to meet him at first, it's it, someone Victor else Von slipped Doom. in. It's, it's, it's Dr. Doom. <laughs> Dr. Doom from the Fox original Fantastic Four movies. The, the two. I, I call them the Ralph Winter Fantastic Four movies because he produced them. And I'm not dropping a, a name here, um, but I've been in the same room as the guy because I listened to him uh, teach class and I, I got to be a part of that. And uh, this was before he had done Fantastic Four, but after he had done Star Trek, he had some cool Star Trek stories, uh, like when he got chewed out by Leonard Nimoy because mm. Leonard Nimoy was coming in as director and making a uh, making a statement that he was the director of this movie and and that the producers were not. And it was really it was really interesting to hear Ralph winter talk about me like, yeah, I, t- I can understand why you did that. And, and like, you didn't have a problem with it. Anyway, those movies that were produced by that guy, Ralph winter. Um, yeah. Dr. Doom there. He was, <laughs> he has a different accent though, you know, and does he, yeah, no, no, no metal mask to cause his, his mm. voice to sound different. Mm. Definitely not Latverian. Let's put it that way. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> No, no, I was. There's something that we will get to that could possibly push this right out of the MCU. Something on screen that's canon for this show that if you are a nitpicker, you are going to be driven nuts. But we'll get to it. Okay. We'll get to it. First, let's talk about this situation here. He wants to make a quick agreement with Jeffrey to buy a strip mall for $5 million that apparently Jeffrey. has inherited or owns or something. Um, And Jeffrey and, and his lawyer who is Catherine future wife were 18 years ago. She, she's there. She helps bargain uh, because Jeffrey says, Oh, what, what about a partner? Uh, We can be partners and I can take care of things. And the guy's like, Nope, not from the inside. You can't. And she says, well, what if he gets out in a month And the guy's like, well, that's a different story. That's a horse of a different color. And so then we go and see Jeffrey's friend, Darius, who we also saw in the first scene. They were on good, good terms. And he comes to Darius and says, look, I'm going to take care of Nana B, all your family. If you just tell everyone that you shot Osiris, not me. And so Darius says, gotcha. And deal is struck. And then we move to today. And Alex is in the car with Darius. Darius was the one who kidnapped Alex. Also something I think Samantha called, by the way, last Mm. episode. I think she did. Man, she was on fire last episode. Yes. So I didn't, I didn't see that coming at all. So, well, when she said it, I I thought, okay, I didn't think about it. But once she said it, it just made sense. Mm. It just plain made sense. So, uh, I don't know what's going on here, but this is going back to that property where they're going to build the school, I guess. And ground is going to be break broken. And what is under the ground? Is it. I mean, is it dragon bones that they're trying to get to (laughs) underground
0: here?
1: I
2: hope it is. Oh, (laughs) please let it be.
1: Please let it be dragon bones. That would be great. Yeah, probably not. But that's the mystery right now. What's underneath there? And hmm. what is it that brought all these people together to, you know, have to sacrifice these these kids. They've been doing that for fifteen years. And uh what what is it that's in there that brought the pride together? That's the mystery. I have no speculation. None whatsoever. Do you? I don't know. Yeah, no, mean.
2: not really. Uh I haven't as we discussed today off mic i have not actually finished reading the runaways original arc so i don't comics. know yeah uh
1: in all honesty and we just dropped a comic book time machine episode where i i talked about the the runaways uh first 18 issues uh, that original arc which honestly those 18 issues i'm not going to spoil anything other than to say those 18 issues function well as a complete story and if you read those 18 issues, you're you're going to get a beginning, middle, and end. They can continue on from the end of that, obviously. But it was a satisfying read. I'm not planning on reading anymore, honestly, because uh, I've got other things to read. And that was satisfying. It's not a like cliffhanger at the end of it. So, um, But you can listen to the episode on Comic Book Time Machine and Comic com, And where I talk more about what's going on with that. First part, spoiler free. Second part, I spoil. But the stuff that I spoil that was like so interesting and intriguing i can't see how that ties into any of what's going on here i Mm. just don't know At, at this point anything could happen but the crazy stuff that happened in the comic that stuff could still happen i guess but it doesn't feel like they're building up to that so it's it's interesting but what do you think of this new guy then uh when you met him i mean we obviously we get we find out who he is at the end of the episode but when he first shows up what were you thinking about this guy
2: the the guy Doctor Doom <laughs> in the prison who comes with the million dollar deal
0: yeah
2: uh-huh. the the whole time I was just thinking oh I know this guy from somewhere and I couldn't <laughs> and I didn't get it until the end of the episode <laughs> what do you think
0: I had no idea who he was but yeah. what
1: you what you think about him though I mean he he shows up he's he's throwing money around oh, I don't know I because for me I'm thinking what is what is the deal? What does this guy want? You know, and how does he fit into all this stuff? Because we haven't seen him yet. That was my thing. That's what I was Hmm. thinking. I I was was wrong.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I was kind of thinking he must be the mastermind. Okay. Because he, because that their whole plan revolves around that property. And now he's the guy coming. He's either the mastermind or he is like a, the Royal Vizier secondhand guy to the mastermind who's above all of the the pride
1: yeah well and in in my mind i was thinking he's dead (laughs) like they (laughs) they found out what it was he wanted and the reason we haven't seen him yet again wrong we had seen him at this point in time i didn't know that though i was just thinking the the whole reason we haven't seen him yet is because they the pride took care of him and Mm -hmm. And now he he's not around. Well, no, again, wrong. If I had known he was mm, you know more of a working actor kind of guy and not just the guy showing up, I I, I might have decided he was something more than that, but no. Nope but then Alex is with Darius, and that's trouble. So we move into act one and <laughs> The girls are all coming together. Chase is not because Chase is doing science with his father. But um, the girls all come together at Timely Coffee, the coffee shop, which I've noticed before. But um, it's time for our, hey, I might have learned something segment of the episode. And that is, do you know the significance, Evan, of Timely Coffee? I'm guessing you do. Uh, I don't know about the coffee, but Timely
2: was – marvel's original comic book publishing name
1: yeah yeah no the coffee is just that's what they call the coffee shop where they were having coffee um because you know alex and nico were actually having having coffee there and that's when they were trying to call people and and get information and stuff and that's where he got kidnapped from and Mm -hmm. so now all the girls are are coming together nico and carolina are panicking together in the parking lot and carolina is recognizing possibly you know this could be my church that kidnapped him um molly and gert arrive and then they use the staff the staff of one as the comics call it they haven't called that here yet to follow alex and evan are you going to change your voicemail uh message to hey currently training on dagobah leave a message what that was alex's voicemail message oh really i didn't catch that at all yep that's funny it is funny yeah Uh, okay so they're gonna follow alex with the staff that's good we got some powers happening again
2: yeah it's following the heat signature so it's i'm interested to know what is the the mcu origin of that thing because it's it seems way more sciencey than magic-y
1: to me. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I mean, they're they're definitely putting a a y explanation on the magic-y visuals. You know, well, it's following the heat signature. Oh, okay. Well, it's a,
2: it's, it doesn't even look magic-y to me. Like it, it just looks like a piece of cool alien tech.
1: The staff itself. Yeah, yeah. Or like, and, you know what they do with it and all that. I mean, one thing with the the comics is she has to draw blood to be able to use the staff um for it to appear but for here it's it's something similar where every time you pick it up it burns your hand and that's that's one thing i find interesting with with her power anyway and it kind of fits into that you know witchy uh magic kind of thing where you have to um you have to give in order to get you know she gives she gets pain but then gets power and i I don't know how far they're going to take it though um I'm curious how far they're going to take it.
0: Mm.
1: We'll we'll see. So Chase is doing science with his father. Knocked over a laptop and cringes away when his father sees that. And his father realizes, oh, man, you know, I've been hard on you. I just wanted you to do better than, than I have. <laughs> what do you say? You know, your dad is basically... Uh, I don't know your dad is, is, is basically Brainiac or or <laughs> he looks like Brainiac did that guy voice Brainiac at, ever, at any point no he played Brainiac on Smallville that's okay all right yeah. um, your dad is basically the smartest guy alive he created uh, an electric car he's created all these technologies and he's saying to you the same thing any father does I just want you to do better than I have like, yeah, no, Dad, it's not gonna happen like yeah <laughs> oh man uh but this is interesting because it gets in that realistic relationship stuff um and this is it, clearly there's abuse in his in this relationship yeah and well they've talked about that in the the first or second episode right and now there's mm. not as much because chase is bigger mm. and stronger an athlete, more so than his father, he's happy to get the attention of his father though right now, but he's also still scared. I don't know i it's an interesting dynamic. It's unfortunately a realistic dynamic, yeah, I mean, because I mean, obviously his dad
2: is has done bad stuff in the past, but now he's realizing you know, oh i've you know, I've messed up. On some level he's realizing that. And, you know, he still loves his dad. Yeah. Even though he's realized his dad is
1: a murderer. (laughs) Yeah, I mean it's not just he's abusive. He's also (laughs) seen his dad be involved in Yeah. Yeah. That's troubling.
2: All of all the parent kid (laughs) dynamics are weird now.
1: Yeah, they are. I mean what would you do? You, you that is <laughs> That's a good question.
0: You found out what your parents were doing. Yeah, for. yeah. I mean, you... all these years, every year that you went to this kid's house, mm. every year they're doing this.
2: It's yucky.
1: <laughs> yes, Evan. Yucky is one word for it. <laughs> Completely insane and disturbing. It's another phrase you could use. I mean, it just. But I I mean that's the hook. That's the hook of the comic book. That's the hook of the T V show is what if you found out your parents were as evil as you thought they were? Mm. So, yeah. Okay, well, let's go to Nana B's place now. <laughs> Alex gets backstory. Um, Darius says, Your pops promise if I admitted to his crime, me and my family be set for life. Doesn't look like they're set for life. Uh he just wants what he's owed. And all I know is I I get I, I should have I should be in a much better place than this. It's like your dad gave me the gang territory as if that was a gift. So, he calls Jeffrey on Alex's phone. Ask for three guys in an unmarked car to come from Flores, who is the police contact that they have. Because hmm. the price is not 50,000 anymore. It's a million. <laughs> wow. Yeah, okay, so here's... Alex is in a weird place. He knows his dad is not a great person. He's already got proof that his dad's a killer. And and now, oh, yeah, this isn't news to me that my dad would do this. Yeah. He also still has Chekhov's pistol uh, from, <laughs> yes. from last episode. Uh, so we go from Nanabee's... Uh, Jeffrey also then comes they they go to the park and Jeffrey comes in guns blazing Alex saves Jeffrey though by shooting Andre who's a kid that he was just talking to and Darius puts a gun to Alex's head to get away and they drive away and so Nico tries using magic to stop the vehicle because they finally arrive but Molly instead uses her super strength to pull a Jessica Jones and just pull up the back of the car chase uses his gloves shoots blasts of energy and fire and stuff nico creates a shield that protects them all from the bullets and here we are
0: first superhero battle oh yeah yeah
2: and uh and what's her name
1: what does she, she do
0: blinds everybody with her arm oh, that's right yeah
1: yeah so carolina her uses her her light powers to um create a light show for for Darius because she takes her bracelet off so we get our first superhero battle really yep and then Alex does he, oh never mind he, he he's the, the leader <laughs> yep Alex uh, mm-hmm. uh lets the team leave without him
2: he's the Batman
1: of this group <laughs> <laughs> uh he's he's the He's the glue that's going to hold them together. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't know. A vital role. <laughs> uh, yeah, and that's something else in the comic. He doesn't have powers, you know? And so I don't know if his role will be the same here as it is in the comic. Like but just like... You feel like what?
0: Chase is like the Batman because he's the – he made the glove things. So he doesn't have superpowers, but he knows how to make stuff.
2: True. So Alex is like Alfred.
1: <laughs> Chase is kind of like a uh, partial Iron Man. You know, it's just the hands part. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. if there was ever a low rent TV Iron Man, this is it with the with his uh Fistagons. Yeah. Cool name too. Yeah. Okay. So Leslie then comes and admits to Facehugger Man that things aren't going well and Facehugger Man admits how much he loves her in a deathbeddy kind of way. Like, "Hey, you know, I'm going to die, so come closer.
2: Come closer. I love you." You
1: know, that kind of thing. I couldn't
2: hear a thing he was saying. Did he say all that stuff?
1: Yeah, he he told her he loved her. And,
2: okay. <laughs> yeah.
1: I couldn't hear a thing he was saying. No, it was a it was a deathbed Love admission, mm. and I'm I'm feeling much better at this point. I still don't know who he is, and possibly, probably, well, more than likely, people smarter than I have already figured out. Guy from the beginning is probably this guy. Mm. Um But whether or not, wh- whenever you figured this out, for me, that scene made me feel a whole lot better about uh her him not being her dad. Yeah. <laughs> But the superhero battle, what do you think?
2: You I think liked you? it. How'd you like the run? I mean, it's not necessarily a battle. I mean, I guess it is. It's kind of like a standoff. Anyway, it was cool. Everybody got their moment to shine. Almost everybody, except for one person. And, uh, I mean, I, I, I like that It was like the, you know, it's the money shot. Everybody's together. Mm-hmm. And Mo, Molly's got her hat on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which is the one she's always wearing in the comic book. I just saw, I, I saw your post of the, you know, the comic book cover on comic book time machine and man, they just did a great job of taking those people from the page and just putting them on the screen.
1: No kidding. Yeah. No kidding. It's quite good. I mean, first of all, the casting and, and second of all the, the costuming. I mean, they just, yeah. as far as not necessarily the, the exact clothing, but absolutely the the type and style of what those characters are wearing. Yeah. And, I mean, it
2: just warms my heart every time that happens. It, it, we get further and further away from X-Men, the movie, where we have to change drastically change the costumes to make them more palatable to the audience, you know?
1: Yeah, but so, to be fair, the costumes here are street clothes. Yes, yes. So, but, I mean, like you're anytime- saying we're getting further away from that, but at the same time... There is no reason to move away from that, at least not the same reason that they were saying right. was the reason for the X Men.
2: But in like in the CW verse, and even in in Agents of Shield, they've brought these characters from the page, and they look and they've made them look exactly like they do in the comic books, which I love, like Ghost Rider, even. yeah, yeah. look, like, it's exactly him. It's not some weird hybrid amalgam that they've made just for the screen because just because. So I like it.
1: Yeah. And but yeah, here they, they don't have to come up with a reason for them to look like these regular kids wearing street clothes because that is literally the look. Of
2: well, but they could have had Gert just wear a velociraptor T-shirt. Or some dumb thing like that. Instead of an have,
1: actual velociraptor? Yeah. Or yeah. Like well, and I say and actual so, velociraptor, but um. Clearly, yes. I mean, as we said before, velociraptors were only the turkey size. So just putting that out there for people when you watch the, your, your Jurassic Park and your Jurassic World. Utah Raptors, though, are just like the ones from Jurassic Park in size. Utah so. Raptors, are those velociraptors? No. Okay, I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm just Neil, Fine, Grass, Titan, whatever man. his name is, but um, anyway, yeah, it, it sounds like we've, we've lost Chante. Yes.
2: Yeah, she went to go check on the baby. Okay. She may be back.
1: Okay. Check it on your own runaway. Yes. That little girl is starting to run, by the way. She's, fast.
2: she is, you know, she's just busy, busy, busy. The last two nights when we brought her home, she has not stopped moving <laughs> until it was bedtime.
1: So. <laughs> yeah. Wait until she's six and doing that. Yes, it's a little crazier right now. It's really cute.
2: She's waddle running, so she's not yeah. full on sprinting yet. We're jumping off of things. It's yes. quick.
1: Yeah. Yep. OK, so the battle, it's its a good battle. I mean, I'm just going to say they they use their powers. It's quick, but the effects look good. Um, the Raptor was not there, which would have been cool. Yeah, it uh, didn't need to be there and would have been awkward to have it there. <laughs> so I, I guess Gert didn't do anything either uh no she complained <laughs> yes a lot and got sick almost got sick in the car yeah but good. i mean here here's the thing i mean the way that they bring these characters all together and and we're not going to talk about the comics and how they all come together but it's very similar they all have powers from different sources right so right i don't know carolina's backstory yet clearly has something to do with her parents because there's some sort of glowy light stuff going on with them. Um, Chase, his powers are technology. And then you have Molly who we don't know where her powers come from, but it's definitely manifests itself in a different way than Carolina's Uh, Gertz. That seems like it was created by her parents as some sort of innate uh, programming. Like the, genetic programming for the the raptor to respond to her uh and alex's is, is is their smart guy planner and um nico uh, has has the weapon you know the weapon of power that gives her power and so for them all to come together like this and have these different powers and uh the the, the fight showcases all of them well except for gert and alex and and even then i think alex um no, he doesn't help with the staff, does he? No, it I think Nico, so. I think it was Nico just kind of figuring it out on her own, but Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I like this. This was a great moment and a fun moment and an earned moment and and a welcome moment.
2: Yeah. And it's this is a cool way to get a team of superheroes together. It's very unique.
1: It yeah. I mean, I I'm doing some writing right now. Which you're aware of because you're a part of that. But just figuring out how do we bring characters together who don't belong together. This is perfect. We've talked about it before, but it's a perfect way because they do belong together. And there is a reason for the coincidence that all of these kids would happen to have something special about them. It's because their parents came together on purpose. They Their parents chose to come together because they all had abilities or or reasons and and so these kids having the powers having these things it's not a coincidence it's not like oh we're all in the same neighborhood and we all happen to have different kinds of powers it's nope we all are in a situation where it was not coincidence that their parents came together and the very things that brought their parents together are causing them to have powers or um weapons or, or whatever. So this is this is a great setup. I'm really enjoying it. And I I feel bad. People who like this kind of thing are missing out on it because they aren't they don't have Hulu. And yeah. um, I, I it's and it shows in in the numbers. So we, we talked about this before the, the numbers for the downloads. People are waiting to be able to see it before they listen to or some people are waiting to be able to see it before they listen to this and, and it just it's kind of clear to me that they are not they're not watching runaways Hmm. so well let's move to act three there's more stuff with pride going on in act three because alex realizes that his dad says he's going to take care of andre who's dying from a gunshot wound alex doesn't think that's the way it's going to go and so he meets up with the team tells them we need to stop pride from killing andre and they have a fun conversation about powers and stuff but alex pulls them back we gotta go help this guy so they do we watch pride get suited up and there's tensions among the members of pride. Those adults, they don't, they don't really like each other that much. Uh, Tina does not bring her staff and it seems like she doesn't notice. We'll talk about that, but she doesn't have the staff and says they'll be okay. Gert's parents patch up Andre, even though he's just going to be killed. Uh, Victor notices Robert touching his wife's hand. And Robert and Victor's wife were the ones who were having the affair. Mm. Yeah. So, and people are annoyed with Gert's parents. Um, it's just, it's not the best situation for, for them in that evil. We're, we're going to kill someone kind of way. You know, we don't want the best situation for them. We shouldn't, but it's, it's not going well for them. Meanwhile, our team is going inside. They're going to go. And they're gonna go into the secret door, go down the secret tunnel, and they they can't get in. And it, yeah, it's it's not good. And then Molly just breaks down the wall. <laughs> they go in. Um, they find a hidden camera that's been sending footage to Nico's parents' computer company, and that's where footage of all of the the uh, the sacrifices might have been sent. And so they're gonna that's, that's one possible route for them to go. And, but their parents are not there. And, and so they aren't going to be able to save Andre. Also, Alex and Nico have a heart to heart and, and a face to face. Yeah. And then they kiss, <laughs> they kiss. Mm. And I get the impression that Carolina, there's some jealousy there with, with Carolina. Um, cause it seems like she has something for Nico. Um, but I love the line that, that Alex has. I killed someone to protect my dad, and the worst part is I don't even know if he's worth protecting. So that's, this is the teen angst you end up with when you find out your parents are murdering murderers who murder.
2: Am I wrong, or did there was no there was no consequences to dad finding out that Alex had used his gun?
1: No. Not yet.
0: Hmm. They even had it. Didn't the other guy take it away? Derek? Uh, Darius? Darius, did he take it away from Alex when he got back in that car?
1: Uh, Probably. But But then
2: he shot, what's his name, with
1: it? Yeah, he shot Andre with the gun, and Jeffrey saw him have the gun.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And the most we've gotten so far is just a little bit of a conversation between the two of them. um, Because Jeffrey... You know, he knows, you know, you, you do something that's going to change how you feel about life. You've taken a life now. <laughs> Alex, of course, didn't actually take the life. He just wounded the guy enough that he fell into the hands of his father, who's a murdering murderer who murders. So speaking of murdering murderer who murders, uh, the pride is straight up just at the gibberum gibberum 2001 hotel room. <laughs> to do the ceremony they've got two pods it seems to be working better they run the thing andre disappears and leslie declares it's worked everyone else get out and that is act three so welcome back shantae we were just uh i wanted to know what your impression was of the superhero fight that that they had where they're all standing up to the guy got uh, got to use their powers you were there for the beginning of that part, but then, then I think you missed out on the end.
0: <laughs> it was, I think it's very raw teenagers learning the powers and then using it all together. Yeah. It's Ooh. almost like captain planet when they all come together. <laughs> 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 Cause they all like really don't know what all they can do, but together they are confident that they can do something.
1: Yeah. Well, and when they're trying to save Alex, Nico is just like, we have to do this. We have to do this. And they don't want to and they don't want to let her. But she's pushing them along because they, they just
0: got to get him back. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And then Alex becomes the guy doing that that uh, for this for sa- saving Andre. So he's the
2: heart power.
1: <laughs> you know, you're, you're referencing stuff that is just out of my zone completely. <laughs> I...
0: Well, I just referenced that because it's another bunch of teenagers doing stuff. Or like kind of kooky. Yeah.
1: No, my little brother was into it, but not me. So. Mm. Uh okay, so we're about to hit the point where we are getting pushed out of the MCU, and I'm almost wondering if Runaways actually is in the MCU or not. Probably it's not an issue. It's just someone who did a set decoration either intentionally did this and didn't care or didn't realize what they were doing. But the next day we're at home, Alex is in his room and he confronts Jeffrey about Andre. And he says, you're just not a good person. You hurt Darius and he was your best friend. And, and, uh, Jeffrey's, you know, you are in my house. And as he does that now, Alex kind of cringes back in the same way that chase did. I don't feel like there was an abusive relationship there before, The feeling to me here is uh, I can't trust you. Yeah, like I saw you kill someone and then you told me you were going to help someone and you killed that one, too. I'm I'm scared Uh, Hmm. in the background of this room. Now, Alex is into retro stuff, and so this is totally understandable. There is a shelving unit hanging on the wall. It's a shelving unit with very thin shelves. It is clearly intended to hold a collection. And the collection that it's holding, I don't know if you notice this or not, but it is Pez dispensers.
2: Oh, yes, I did notice that, yep.
1: Okay, and it's out of focus. So it's hard to see who are all the Pez dispensers on there. Which, by the way, a display like that in California, in Los Angeles, I had a friend who had a collection of Pez in a display like that. And he was telling me about one of the earthquakes that they had. Um, And he just the the biggest memory he had from the earthquake was his Pez dispenser collection had all fallen over. (laughs) That's funny. So first of all, that's the first thing that hops into mind. And then I start looking at and I rewound to see if I could get a better look again, out of focus is behind the characters. You can see there's a, a Chewbacca Pez dispenser there's absolutely a Darth Vader and a Stormtrooper Pez dispenser, maybe even more than one of the the troopers and Darth. And you know what else there is? Spider-Man. There is a Spider-Man Pez dispenser, which means. Spider-Man is famous. Is he that famous? Did he license his likeness to Pez?
2: No, but nobody ever bothers to do that with Spider-Man. They just steal his stuff
1: you're saying it pez stole his likeness yeah Uh, they could totally do that no no i I, i'm no no now i might accept that it's actually deadpool which is not part of the mcu yet sure uh we'll find out but
2: (laughs) well it's like in in the comics they they made a movie about spider-man without his permission
1: that is he's getting totally different (laughs) then using his likeness on a product uh, un- unauthorized movies and biographies happen all the time. But the other thing is you think Tony Stark is going to let them use an unauthorized likeness of Spider-Man's mask. No, but I do
2: think that maybe Pez is like, Hey, can we use Spider-Man? And he's like, sure. Without asking
1: Peter. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know. I feel like this, this is a background detail that if they chose to make runaways, not part of the MCU, this is why it's because <laughs> of this Pez dispenser that I noticed in the background. Yeah. Or not. <laughs> yeah. It, I don't know what it says about me that that's where my mind goes in the middle of this emotional scene between father and son. <laughs> but. Anyway, Catherine overhears, she goes into problem solving mode and, uh, Jeffrey says, if Darius comes back, I'll take care of it. And because Darius took off at the end of that battle fight. And, and Catherine's says, oh, if? Don't you mean when? So, dun, dun, dun. will Darius be back? Probably.
2: Pretty, I would assume
1: so. I'm pretty sure he will be. Um, Because they, they stole all that information on his phone. Like, there's got to be more in the data that they stole than just Alex's you know location or whatever Mm. true we get a little montage here then uh carolina tears up her room when she realizes that nothing is true from her parents uh gert and molly go hang out with the dinosaur um nico tries to return the staff and her mom totally knows she hasn't yeah i was worried Uh, That's that's my question here is when she said earlier, we don't need the staff. It's okay." I forgot it or whatever. Did she know at that point that Nico had the staff and just chose? I think so. I I think so, too. Shantae, what do you think?
0: I don't know. It's just the whole scene seemed out of character from her mom from every other scene with her and Nico. So that was really a chain of events and like what's going on now? Well, it's
1: weird. I mean, she says it's okay. You're bound to discover what it could do for you sooner or later. It'll only work for her, for Nico, and for Tina, Nico's mother. And then she says, take it for the night. I trust you.
0: And then she proceeds to say, like, it's only going to work for you and me. Mm -hmm.
2: And And what happened to Nico's grandma? Because Nico was like, I thought grandma handed this down to you and gave it to you. And she's like. Your, my mother never gave me anything.
0: Huh. Yeah,
1: yeah. I'm wondering. That's actually a good point. Mm. That But that, uh,
0: she wants to give it to her daughter before her daughter takes it from her.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that could be. be. That could be. Mm.
0: <laughs> when she already took it.
1: <laughs> right, but just the whole... I mean, she doesn't trust her about anything. I mean, that whole house is based on the... The 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 thematic premise of control Uh, Tina is all about control and even the house with the house artificial intelligence. It's all about control, knowing when someone has gone into this room or that room. And it makes sense that she would know uh, that that Nico had the staff. I wonder if she knew last episode, Hmm. like when she was trying to convince Robert to to spend the night in a hotel with her. I wonder how how quickly she knew. But. I mean, that was also when they had the whole like snowfall inside her office. <laughs> that might not have been the last episode. It might have been two episodes ago, but that was two episodes ago. Yeah, there was no way there was no way that they'd be able to clean it up like that. So I hope she makes a comment on that later. <laughs> <laughs> uh, OK, moving on then to the other parent situation. Victor has been inspired. Uh, his son and his. Is son. his name Victor? Yeah, Victor Stein. Uh huh. Okay. Yeah. Uh, sorry, I got him confused with Victor Von Doom. Yeah, no, this earlier. Is different guy. Different guy. Uh, he's been inspired to get out his passion project again. His passion project that is a time machine, which, what happened? I mean, we've got time travel in <laughs> Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and in Runaways now. Like, what's going on
2: and we got it in uh uh what do you call it dr strange Strange.
1: that wasn't i wouldn't call that time travel i i I call it time control i i I feel like there's a a big difference of moving through time and this isn't time travel either technically speaking this is pulling images from the future it receives visual images from the future also voice activated (laughs) so there is a extremely sophisticated um operating system within this old fashioned looking cool TV thing. But, uh, he activates, it says, show us Los Angeles of the future. And it doesn't work. And there's a temper flare and a headache flare. We find out he's got brain cancer and hasn't told his wife yet. Mm. That's rough.
2: It is rough.
0: I know. He's already gained treatments too. And it's just not working.
2: Yeah. And that'll probably really affect her. When she finds out and it'll affect her little tryst.
1: Yeah. Yeah. What's his name? We'll see. I mean, this is clearly, I mean, most of these marriages are not good marriages. Uh, Jeffrey and Catherine have a pretty, pretty good marriage. I feel like as far as if you're evil. Yeah. And Gert's parents. Yes. Yes. They, they have a really good marriage. Yeah. Again, if you're evil. Um, now, part of their good marriage comes from the idea that they don't want to stay evil. And that's that's good. That's good. But, um, yeah, the whole brain cancer thing, not telling, you know, keeps you're not supposed to keep secrets. And again, getting into you know, uh, marriage counseling, I'm not sure how much of your viewing habits of say The Office and Gilmore Girls you kept a secret. I but
0: I, I called them out on the Gilmore Girls when I figured it out. <laughs>
1: Yes, Shantae figured
2: out that really the only reason I was waiting for her to watch the episodes was so I could say I watch it with my wife. (laughs) But then I had to abandon that course of action when I got too addicted.
0: And when I called them out on it.
1: (laughs) You're not supposed to keep secrets like that. You're supposed to keep the lines (laughs) of communication open. And I mean honesty in a marriage – is part of honesty is 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 you know saying the thing. Uh, you can be dishonest by not saying anything, Evan. And and I'm I'm just putting it out there for for Ben's uh, marriage counseling. So anyway, <laughs> um, Los Angeles of the future is falling apart. Yeah, buildings are falling down. Is this the future from Agents of Shield, where the world has fallen? <laughs> part probably not mm. no yeah <laughs> Is this Thanos coming and no I, I, no I don't think so that would be really cool though yes it would if they they made it that kind of a tie-in but I'm guessing it's probably something that the pride are going to do that the kids are gonna have to stop them from doing that's my guess I throw it to you Shantae Evan if you have a guess to throw it out there I'm now i trying
0: to think about it
1: no, I I'd,
2: I'd agree. It's probably not Thanos or Age of the Shield, even though that'd be cool. But Marvel doesn't love us that much.
1: <laughs> they love us enough to give us a really good show.
2: They do. And yeah, I think it'll probably be from the Pride's action, specifically Victor Von
1: Doom's. Well, let's talk about Victor Von Doom first. Let's talk about the other man in Leslie's life again. Marriage is if if your former husband father of your child is being kept alive in a 2001 style uh, hotel again referencing the movie not the year but uh, the end of 2001 a space odyssey and you've got your husband there you don't marry another guy right am i right you normally would be unless you're evil (laughs) unless you're evil that's true so uh so frank (laughs) he's trying to go ultra and I think it's basically just oh, to get him Lord. out of the way.
0: And oh, my goodness.
1: this poor guy. Yeah. It's sad.
0: I felt something.
2: Yeah. <laughs> what did I do wrong?
0: Let me try it again in this sweat. hut.
1: <laughs> Which where, where you is that? This... Is this just in a room like down the hall?
2: No, I it, it was like in the desert. Wasn't it?
1: I don't, I don't know. I can't remember.
2: No, I think the establishing shot was in the
1: middle of the desert. Oh, okay. I must have missed the establishing shot because all I know is all of a sudden there's just cloth hanging on the wall. I didn't rewind to see, like, I rewound for the Pez dispensers, okay, but not for this. Um, So that poor guy, though, I just feel so bad for Frank, but I feel better for him. I thought they were going to use him. As a sacrifice. So did I. Yes, me too. And instead, they were just... I thought
0: they were trying to use everyone as a sacrifice. <laughs> they're scrambling.
1: Yeah, I- instead, they Which are... kid
2: do we like the least?
1: Well, almost, yeah. <laughs> Will he we'll <see> work? <laughs> yeah. Can
0: we get him there?
1: Instead, they're just getting him out of there to be out of the way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think. Well, an interesting,
2: uh, interesting little dichotomy here. Because in the previous episode, you had... What's her name? Her, the wife saying something to her fake husband. Leslie. Yep. Yeah, and then hugging him and then looking off over his shoulder all sad and dismayed. And then she does the same thing with Victor Von
1: Doom. Dude, this whole show, like if there's one soap opera trope that they are just latching onto, it's the let's embrace. And as my head is over your shoulder so you can't see my face. I'm going to change my facial expression to really reflect reflect what I what I'm actually thinking. And boy, they use that quite a bit. So, yeah. And I made a note of it here because that's what happens is once we go away from poor Frank, I think that's just what I'm going to start calling him now It's poor Frank, poor Frank, Uh, Leslie and facehugger man reunite. And he looks so good. He also is the guy from the beginning of the episode. And he says, oh. Finally, I want to meet her and they embrace. And Leslie is not so sure that it's a good idea for him to meet her. Apparently, uh, uh, Carolina. And at least that's what I'm based the look on in her eyes. And so I wrote here at the end theme embraces, reveal true thoughts. That is the theme <laughs> yeah. of yeah. runaways, especially this episode here. So. But that's our episode, and I, to be frank, so to speak, not to be poor Frank, poor frank. just be regular Frank, <laughs> uh, this is another really good episode, and I love the stuff that they're pulling out. I love the things that they're uh, looking toward in the future. Los Angeles falling. Um. All these secrets and lies and mysteries, they are absolutely the same kind of thing you might expect from, for me, like a, a One Tree Hill or The O.C. or whatever, uh, 90210, if you want to go back to when I actually was watching teen shows as a teenager. <laughs> um, but it feels so much more sophisticated and realistic, even though it's got superheroes in it, and uh, I'm enjoying it. So I guess before we get into listener feedback, I, I throw it back to to you two. And, and what are you thinking about this so far? Are you, are you hooked? Are you in? And the other thing, the other big compliment I can pay this is they've earned so much goodwill in these five episodes that if we have two stinkers in a row. Now I'm not even going to care. I'm still going to be like, <laughs> this is a great show.
2: Yeah. I mean, it sucked us in. We're enjoying it. Um,
0: I hate it that they're releasing one episode at a time now.
2: <laughs> yes, we enjoy to binge watch things. Um, the only thing I'm not, you know, you know, I'm not crazy about magic stuff. Yeah, so yeah. That's, the, that's the only thing that I'd say is a detractor. But other than that, I'm really, really liking it.
1: But they haven't even really. I mean, again, they haven't explained what it is. So it is that kind of. Nebulous, no, yeah, it's nebulous exactly. magic right now where it looks like magic, um, but, but what is it really? And like
2: I said, it's more like a uh, tech.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Cause he's fixing the pot all the time.
2: Well, I was talking about, uh, Nico and her little staff thing.
0: Oh, now we just don't understand that yet.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, let's, let's uh, read some letters. We get letters. We get lots and lots of letters. So this is from agent Mary Pat. And, uh, this is a first time, uh, uh listener right in for her. She says uh, subject Runaways episode 1 4. So season 1 episode 4 comment. She says you discuss the man with bad who the man with bad skin could be. And I think he is and this is time stamped by the way. This came in before this was uh Monday December 4th that I received this at 3:50 a.m. 3:50 a.m.? What? 3. 50 <laughs> Maybe she works nights. I don't know. Cause I mean, or the time zone. I, I'm not going to say where she is, but she's definitely in the Eastern time zone. So mm. I don't know if this is my email or her email that gives that time stamp of 3:50 AM or if yeah, literally this was 3:50 AM. Okay. Anyway, time stamped. I, I don't normally read that on, on air, but this is just to prove that when she says this, I think that he is Carolina's father and that Frank is not her birth father. It is not her grandfather. I believe she inherited the sparkly skin from him remember how he also glowed in bed with carolina's mother like carolina did when she removed the bracelet it would also explain why frank is not part of the pride new Mm -hmm. fan of the podcast mary pat so thank you mary pat and i agree and i'm also wondering if his really really awful bad skin is somehow related to the usage of the power Mm. because the power absolutely affects like all of the visible flesh I feel like it's got to be
2: more, maybe because, well, maybe not because I was gonna say Carolina and her mom don't have to get all gross, but they don't necessarily use it, I guess.
0: Well, yeah. they're also not getting transfusions from these human bodies.
2: Well, and I'm I'm using some of my knowledge from the comic book to make my assumptions. Right. So and
1: they have not mentioned they haven't said anything about the uh, the origins of her powers and, and that. Right. so And I don't want to get into the comic books because those revelations, they're, they're easy uh, to pick up when, when they start going with the comic, but um, there's some interesting stuff and I don't want to spoil it. I don't want to spoil it. Yep. So agent Dallas writes in to say runaways so far, this show is such a breath of fresh air from everything we've had in the MCU so far. The only thing I would compare this show to is Spider-Man homecoming just because of the high school setting. The only real question I have so far, other than the obvious ones involving the show, is how has Marvel Studios has missteps at this point? I feel like this show is a harder sell to the audience than Iron Fist or Inhumans. You have a man who learned martial arts and how to channel his chi, chai, kai, ki, whatever, C H I. Uh, to make him stronger through monks in a hidden village. Fine. As comics go and what we've seen, that's believable. Next, we have a race of humans that can go through a ritual to gain powers beyond anything imaginable. You mean something like the X-Men? Sure. We've seen po- people with different powers since 2000, 17 years. So again, inhumans are believable within the comic media we've seen. So this show runaways is about six kids who come together because their parents are evil and they rebel against them. Oh yeah. One of the characters is psychologically linked in uh in uh, the comic book to a dinosaur with a nose ring. And another one glows like a rainbow and is able to manipulate light around her. Personally, I feel this is the harder sell. It's nothing like we've seen before, but yet it is easily one of the best shows Marvel has produced yet. We are only five episodes in judging from all the shows from the first five episodes. This has to be the strongest. Most of the next Netflix shows are great, but start slow. Agents of Shield was still finding themselves as a show, and then there's Inhumans. I can't comment on Legion or Gifted as I have not watched them. Could you all comment on what, where, when, why, and how Marvel could have misstepped on two properties that could have easily been two of their top shows? Well, uh, I love. Evan is Iron not the Fist. guy to
2: ask <laughs> <laughs> so, on some of this. So. And also, I quite enjoyed
1: Inhumans. So, yep. Okay, but here's here's what I would say to that, Evan is, I mean, you know, and we we've talked on Mike and off. I like both those shows too, I like them, but I they weren't good enough for me to say I love them, you know. Okay, and in I
2: humans, will give, you humans, but I still love Iron Fist.
1: Yeah,
0: but also their ratings were for a more mature audience, and Runaway.
2: Iron Fist was. In humans is about the same as Runaways.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, in humans, I think the who, what, where, when, why, and how of the misstep within humans, I really think is is all all has to do with time. I, mm-hmm. I think they just didn't have the time to really pull together something as well crafted as as Runaways feels right now. Mm-hmm. Now I say that, having been burned by other shows that felt really well crafted and then just falls apart toward the end. And the question is, was it good enough in the beginning and the middle to forgive the ending or to accept the ending? And for a show like Battlestar Galactica, mostly it is. Um But I haven't gone back and wa- rewatched that at all. For a show like Lost, I'd say the same kind of thing. Mostly for me, it, it was. But I haven't gone back to rewatch it.
2: What um, about well, Heroes?
1: Uh, Heroes? No, the, the ending doesn't <laughs> get redeemed by it, I, I don't feel. Yeah. Especially when you throw in Hi- Heroes Reborn or whatever that was. So uh, as for Iron Fist, uh, that one just – I don't know. I, that one should have been one of my favorite shows. Daniel was – that was the one he was looking forward to the most. And part of it was just because it it just lacked the energy I was hoping to see it have. And and then as far as other, other people watching it and not liking it, it – I I don't know. It it just wasn't as good as some of the other stuff that that I, in my opinion, had seen. So, uh, yeah, so that's his uh, first message there. But he does have a couple others. And this is about season or episode five specifically. He says, I love this episode and love the season so far. I wish I would have recorded it. But. I called that the guy in the bed with the mask was a past husband, and that was Carolina's biological father. Love that we got to see them all together with their powers in play. I also really enjoyed the different dynamic in this episode with the kids and their parents. The kids that seem to have the best relationships with their parents are currently disliking their parents, but Chase and Nico are finally connecting with theirs. I must comment on the argument between Alex and Jeffrey. As a new father of a nine-month-old daughter, the moment when Alex Alex flinched at his dad stepping toward him made me feel for Jeffrey. The level of guilt Jeffrey must have felt to have his son fear him in that way is something I never want to experience. Can't wait for the next episode. And then he also adds, I forgot to bring up the fact that the Time Machine TV showed the fact that L.A. was crumbling. Is this having to do with Infinity War and our Ages of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Runaways going to evolve around it? Uh, let's talk about that first because well, well, I think we, we already, we, talked, we already about talked about that. it. So, yeah. um, it would be cool, it would be, but I really don't think we're gonna get that. Yep. Yeah. And then, as for um, the the father son relationship between Alex and and Jeffrey, oh, man, I I would hate that as well. Yeah. Um,
2: I mean. But then there's also like, dude, you reap what you sow, bro. <laughs>
1: like all right. Yes. I mean, if, I <laughs> if your son witnesses you kill someone or just finds out that you actually did kill someone. Yeah. There's, there's issues, there's yeah. issues. So, all right. Final words, final words, uh, Shantae, Evan on this episode.
2: Maybe I'm interested to hear before you go, what's, what's your, who's your favorite character?
0: Oh, I don't know. I don't know. The story has me so sucked in. Can't pick one. No.
2: Yeah. Um, This episode, liked it. I liked it as much as I liked the other ones. So, yep. All right.
0: Yeah, I like these episodes until there's not another one to watch.
1: <laughs> and my understanding is there's only going to be ten in this season. Yeah, I mean this is
2: a—it's a great show so far. I'm really liking it, and I would agree with Agent Dallas that it's probably the best of all the Marvel TV shows thus far, of what we've seen anyway. Yeah,
0: yep, I'm liking that there's development in the story, and then we're finally trying to get some backstory on everybody, on where they're coming from. I still want to know what the heck Pride is <laughs> and how it all came to be.
2: I'm sure we'll get one of those episodes.
0: And why all these people are wrapped in because it does not seem like they would like each other at all apart from pride.
1: Yeah. Yeah. They are absolutely work acquaintances, you know, like they're they get together for the work thing and and they're uh, OK. We we're doing it because of work, but they are not calling each other on the weekend except for uh, Victor's wife. Yeah. <laughs> and Robert. So. <laughs> all right. Well, and I want to just tell everyone, thank you. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate you listening. We appreciate you spending time with us. Uh, before we go, Evan, Shantae, anything else you need?
0: Yeah. Can you uh, continue to tell Evan some advice on how to streamline his TV watching?
1: You, yeah. You mean the, uh, <laughs> the binge-watching marital advice? Yes. All right, big homie. I got gotcha. you. Just don't forget me. So, Evan, my my children have crossed a line into geekdom. Sweet. Yeah, they have realized <laughs> uh, just how crassly commercial geekdom is. My, hmm. they, you're you're going to appreciate this, but they heard an ad heard an ad for the release of the Jurassic World uh, trailer. So my daughter sent me a text in the middle of the day. Dad, do they really do this? Is this something people do? <laughs> they do an ad for a trailer.
2: She <laughs> heard it on the radio?
1: No, it was on uh what is that? Spotify. Spotify? Yep. Mm. It was Spotify. <laughs> I need to go and trailer. watch that trailer. Well, go do it now, but know that people knew the trailer was coming because yep, was for it. it. I hate yeah. that. Commercials for Me commercials. Yeah. I hate it. It's even worse when it's like the teaser is coming. So they're like promoting the teaser that's going to tease the trailer that's going to come later. Come on. Well, Jurassic World had two. They had a teaser for the
2: teaser, and then they had this behind-the-scenes featurette thing that they've released before the actual trailer.
1: That's actually a thing.
2: Yeah, but you'd think they would do the trailer first before you show the, all the footage
1: in the behind the scenes featurette thing. Yeah. I I honestly don't care about that. That, that does not bother me one single bit, but my children, here's
0: the issue. There's a PSA for the trailers coming.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) For real.
0: Hey, yo, everybody, if you haven't heard, there's a trailer coming out. (laughs) Watch it.
1: No. And now my, my children have been just shown exactly how crass and commercial. Things that they like are.
2: I didn't reach that point until I was like 22.
1: Because they didn't do it as much until you were 22.
2: <laughs> Probably true.
0: <laughs> we didn't have Spotify.
1: That's yeah. also true. Yeah. All right. I'll <laughs> go fight, watch the trailer, yeah. Evan. Shantae, I will. And I hope you enjoy it. I'm not going to watch it right now. Okay. Later. See you then.
0: Bye.